Supported by Women's Health and Wellbeing Services. My name is Melanie Robson and I am your hostess again today. Uh, and today I have another uh, guest, another woman who has kindly decided to, well, agreed to come on board and um, share her story. Um, her name is Robin and she is a health and wellness lifestyle consultant and a naturopath. She's also the mother of two boys. Um, and today she's going to be talking about her experience um, being a FIFO partner, you know, from the woman's perspective. So thank you so much, Robin, for joining us today. Welcome. Yeah. Hi. <laughs> Hi. Thank you. Thank you, Mel. Good to be here. Yes. Um, so uh, where should we start? How, I guess, so when we talk FIFO, we're, I mean, this podcast is based in Western Australia. We have a very big, you know, FIFO, I guess, population here. Um, uh, many families that are FIFO families um, now. So how, um, Robin, how long were you, you know, a FIFO wife, partner, you know, family member there? What, how long did that go for you and your family? Yeah, so um, um, we have always been FIFO. Oh. Um, my partner was FIFO prior to my babes coming along mm -hmm. and um, we have been, uh, we've continued with that the whole way. So um, we, um, we've experienced kind of the highs and lows of the, um, mm. of the industry and, you know, of yeah. different economic climates and um, the shifts in culture around um, yeah. acceptance of FIFO lifestyle and non-acceptance of FIFO lifestyle and, and sort of the the different um, ways that people engage with you or um, mm. the way that the family needs, dynamic needs to change in regards to that transition and the transitions mm. that happen within the family from young mm. babies mm. to teenagers and so on. So for your, so you've got two sons. Um, yeah. So for them, that's always been this way. That's They've only ever known um, their dad to be FIFO kind of thing. That's right. Yeah. Yes. And, I guess, and I guess, you know, and I think you're, I've certainly heard from, you know, friends and stuff like that who when they met their partner, their partner was already FIFO. So it was just kind of, that's just the, the way it is. Uh, I think that's that's really an easy, mm. that's, that's an easy assumption to make, I guess. But regardless yeah. of if you're FIFO or not, when your dynamic changes, so when you go yeah. from being an individual or a partnership. Yep to a family mm. that's a completely big shift that everybody has to adapt to mm. so kind of saying oh well he's he was FIFO then and he's FIFO now and oh, we'll just put up with it oh. yeah. you know that's that's a pretty hard call mm. um mm -hmm. to make for I think for everybody mm. yeah um and everybody will deal with it differently certainly for lots of people when the dynamic changes to a family, they'll say, okay, FIFO is not for us anymore. Yeah. We can't do that. Yeah. Um, for some people, that isn't an option or mm. they want to explore different things. So FIFO has to adapt, has to um, be worked into that family dynamic somehow. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I see what you mean. Um, and that, I guess that's interesting from my point of view, not having experience 
uh, with BIFO really at all, only through what I hear kind of thing. So I'm already kind of bringing in, like you said, assumptions here, um, but it's more nuanced perhaps than, than that. Um, so how then – so you guys decided to maintain, I guess, the FIFO work when you became <laughs> decided to become parents? No, no, there was no decision to become parents in my um, <laughs> in my story, Mel. I had um, had two surprise cherubs land on my Aww. doorstep, um, yeah. and um, so mm. so I had I had only moved to Perth. I'd moved from Sydney to Perth, mm-hmm. um, and within within six to 12 months, maybe around, you know, eight months, I, I found out that I was already about four or five months pregnant. So um, okay. that wasn't a planned right. um, yep. choice. Yeah. Um, and my partner was already working FIFO, but um, I was young and competent and I could do anything and I'm sure it'll be fine to <laughs> make all of this work. We can, we've just moved to you. I wouldn't want to move anywhere else. So, um <laughs> Yeah, that's it. wasn't It certainly wasn't planned or organised to be mm-hmm. like this. But um, at the time, my partner and I may agreed to certain arrangements. Okay, well, I'll keep doing this, and this will happen, and sure. it'll all be okay. And you know, life doesn't always go <laughs> the way you plan or expect it to, does it? So um, we've had to kind of rethink things at different points and mm. adjust yeah be flexible yeah it's just such an important um skill to have or whatever that word is in life to flexibility because gosh so many things never quite go oh absolutely <laughs> or the ability to stop and go okay this yeah. is working for me or this isn't working for me yeah. rather than just letting it implode or explode yes um yep. into other people or mm. yourself so having that I think those, you know, that um, my professional qualifications mm-hmm. in health and well-being and, mm. and lifestyle have kind of helped us um, have a regular family checking system. You know, yes. what's working for you, what's yep. working for me, what needs to change. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, and that I think for anyone listening, that is just for any family you know even if it's just exactly. a couple or whatever doing that as a regular kind of inbuilt thing and having that you know really really good communication and being willing to I guess have some tough conversations if things aren't going well or we need to change or stop some things but having that built in so it's not then you know like this big deal or we've got to have this big chat that I'm dreading or avoiding or we're fighting or you know yeah I guess Mel um mm. We don't respect the position of mother very well, mm. you know, as a society and within yeah. ourselves. There's kind of this expectation that um, you're born with these genes so you know what to do and you know how to parent <laughs> yeah. and you know how to mother. Yes. Um, and when you're FIFO and isolated, mm. you don't have mums and sisters and friends kind of all throwing their two cents in, propping mm. you up. You're kind of on your own and you don't have a partner there with you mm. often. Do you know mm. that they, they're also coming and going? So we tend to not mm. – um, we just – there's this almost you'll be fine yep. um, expectation. But I think 
because my job is assessing health and well-being and lifestyle, then I've often done that for myself quite regularly. So um, I can I kind of reflect on, you know, this, I, I'm, I'm, this isn't working for my children or, mm. you know, we're not getting enough family time mm. or there isn't a balance among the family on household duties yep. or yep. Re- emotional responsibility for the children's well-being mm. and their direction. So, you know, it's meant that we've had to have a lot of family meetings or um, mm-hmm. group, team discussions around, okay, yep. you know, how do we feel about this and mm-hmm. what does that mean for each individual and do we all want to help each other out, do we not? Mm. So it, it, it sounds like you're saying because of your your skills that you already had and the work that you do, you're able to fortunately kind of use that in in your own personal space. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. So, like, um, you know, any an example, mm-hmm. an example would be, um, um, I really, as a FIFO partner and mother, it was really hard for me that my partner was not there all the time. Um, and then I was alone and then I was carrying the weight of the family alone. And mm. so mm. when the kids were always asking, when's daddy coming home, mm. that was a really hard thing for me to have to answer because I didn't want to have to admit that to myself it was going to be another three weeks or oh. I didn't want to have to admit yeah. to them yeah. And because that's a long time for a two-year-old, it is. right? Yeah. So what's three weeks? Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, so I knew straight away I needed to take that burden off Mm-hmm. Um, and I created a, a big wall mm. countdown or chart oh. that we used to use. So I could just I could deflect that emotion away from myself and mm. I could make it not emotional for my children. Right. And so when they said, when's daddy coming home? I go, okay, well, you need to have a look at the, the countdown on the wall, the calendar, mm-hmm. um, and they could take a number off each night before they went to bed. So they could have a countdown to when dad was coming home yeah. and they could – when it was quite far away, they didn't get too excited. But when it was mm. going to be close, then they could get excited. And that was really good for me because mm. it removed pressure and it, mm. it meant that we were looking forward yep. to the time that I would get some help and the kids would have their dad rather than having to push the kids away all the time or mm. say no mm. or you know be upset about how long I still had to go. Mm on my own so that's kind of a coaching or a, a lifestyle yeah technique on yep. you know kind of managing my emotions in a constructive measured way yeah that help everyone sometimes. yeah 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 because like I said as the mum or as the woman yeah we don't think about the emotional load of mm. raising children often mm. yeah yeah 100% and like what you said before it's still pretty undervalued in in our society you know this i think we could have an entire conversation probably for weeks <laughs> about about that uh and then you know the f- I, th- I i wonder and i'm obviously like i said i'm not a five i'm not in the fifo kind of world so i don't know but i've often kind of wondered yeah how how almost strange it would be um to raise and I'm just going to think this through, like raising children 
where the partners away. But then I'm thinking, well, you know, if we go back maybe thousands of years, that yeah. probably would have happened, but we would have been with other women in a little community. And I think there seems to be a lot more um, isolated parenting, I sort of think of it as, you know, because there's so much movement and people don't always live near um, yeah. family or they might not have friends nearby, et cetera, et cetera. And the kind of what you're talking, what, what I heard you saying, yeah, sort of, um, mothering in isolation for periods of time and that I'm really curious about the challenges of that you know and how that was for you and how long his swings were at at times you know okay yeah so I guess sometimes the FIFO world can be seen as mm. great money easy living sure. you know you look at what we see on 60 minutes and it's young people with all these wonderful toys living a good life mm. Um, that hasn't been my experience. You know, it's kind of mm. there's been the juggle of mortgages mm. and bills and transitioning. Um, and, you know, FIFO isn't always good money. You know, you kind of sometimes get paid for what you do. Sometimes you're off yeah. for a long time. So yeah. I, I think there's a, there's a bit of a, mm. you know, kind of a, a facade around what it is for everybody mm-hmm. um so I guess I found that when my children were quite young mm-hmm. um baby type mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. people wanted to it was very difficult to find your tribe it was very mm-hmm. difficult to find your group of mums that kind of you could bond with that had similar families or lifestyles yes you know, kind of the single mums understood each other and kind of yeah. had, had their group or, um, and, you know, and then there were families that would get together and socialise every weekend. And then I didn't, we weren't always a family unit. Yeah. So it was really hard for me to sometimes yeah. do that on my own. So then I sort of would fall off the group a little bit. And mm. sometimes people, you know, don't understand or appreciate that mm. new partner comes and goes and that's, kind of a stress in itself mm. so um um you know I guess if and different FIFO families kind of deal with it differently mm. and you know there can often be lots of resentment to the men or to the to the partner that works away men or women wow. you know sometimes there can be that so that's um mm. difficult and um, unhealthy to be around when you're trying to juggle yes absolutely your, your own world as well so it can it can FIFO can make life very fragmented for mm. the partner that's left at home yeah and for children so for kids um it's they you know we, we talk about kids needing structure and routine but yeah. when dad is coming and going mm. and, and for us we never had this a consistent um, timetable sometimes it was four weeks on four weeks off mm. six weeks on two weeks off wow it, it was yeah it, it wasn't consistent so Gosh. um it can be really hard to teach children that when mum's home this is how things roll and when dad's home mm. this is how it rolls and one day you're going to wake up dad's going to have gone to work and it's going to change mm. you know? then he'll come home and it's party time mm. and you've <laughs> It's mm. all going to change. So um, it, it has its challenges and it's mm. some people are really good at maintaining that consistency for the kids regardless of yep. 
who's home and who's not. Um, but often, in my experience, you're exhausted keeping it together. Yeah. <laughs> you're exhausted doing it on your own. Yeah. And so when the partner comes home or you kind of want to live, you want to kind of get some space, but you also want to make up for lost time. Mm, oh, my God. And catch up with all of those people and go on those holiday, family holidays. Yeah. Kind of live um, – your year, you, yes. you know, in that months that you have. Yeah. yeah. Gosh, it sounds quite complex, really, <laughs> to have to kind of juggle it and was, manage It was that. tough for a while and um, sometimes there wasn't much sympathy out there because it's like, well, you've got a partner or, oh, well, you yeah. know, you're FIFO, you're doing great. Mm. So it was, it, was um, it can be tricky. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's changing though. I think um, – Companies, mining companies, and mm-hmm. um, and companies from those industries are starting to support the family a lot more. I think we're starting to look at changes to regional right yeah. areas that are more supportive for families. Mm. I've heard, yeah, and I've certainly heard of there's one town in the northwestern Australia. I know some people who are moving up there, and he was FIFO, but. Apparently the whole they they actually want everyone who's there, um, everyone who works for that company, to live in the town and support. Yeah. They support the family, and I mean, that, you know, that's a very big decision to make. But from the sounds of it, and I won't name the company, they make it, you know, as best they can. You know, certainly yeah. financially, there's discounts and incentives and all this stuff to support the family to keep the family together. Yeah, you know, and I guess a happier wife is a happier life or you know I mean that absolutely absolutely we we Mm. we do know there's Mm. you know the mental health of people are in remote sites is scary um and we yeah it's important to to look after ourselves as a family or collectively as a community um yeah. Not just men or women or yeah. children, but all we we all have important roles to play. Yeah. Um, and I think if we can make small tweaks in our mm-hmm. attitudes and our behaviours, mm-hmm. then we can have big returns in emotional stability, yeah. Um, balance, and and able to be present and engaged for our children um, so that their futures are stable Mm. and full of opportunity. Mm. Mm. But that fragmentation, you know, that does – that seems to be, you know, a challenge because I can sort of see that showing up in different, you know, areas of that kind of lifestyle, I suppose, with the – Hugely, yeah, and how and how you try to maintain some sort of cohesive structure, <laughs> you know, and and stability, emotional stability, as well as yeah. the, the physical stability, quite challenging. And it sounds like you'd need to work. I'm going to say hard, but you know, just as a couple, you know, like what you what we said we were saying earlier, that just seems to you've got to have that. I'm making an assumption, but you would got you know you've got to have that pretty good foundation there to be able to work through some of those challenges which are going to come up. That's what it sounds oh, like. Oh, it's so challenging. Um, mm. You know, I've, I, as a new mum mm. and a surprise new mum, oh I, yeah. I thought it was really important to read all the books and <laughs> um, do all the workshops and get as informed as I can and 
whatever advice or strategies somebody had for me, I needed to take them on board. Mm-hmm. And, you know, sometimes they work and sometimes they didn't. And mm-hmm. um, that was draining in itself. Mm. So I had a moment where, um, you know, I was watching my son play sport on the weekend and mm-hmm. it was it was painful to watch, you know, and um, I really felt for him and I felt really bad because I brought him into the world in a situation where mm. his dad wasn't there. His mm. dad wasn't there to show him how to kick a ball and this mm. kid wasn't kind of um, connecting with his coach and it just, it, he was, it, it just wasn't coming together and I just felt terrible. I, you know, and, and so I, I tried to get out there and kick the ball with him, but I was no good at it either. And, mm. um, you know, I kind of, I just had to keep looking around until I could find somebody to kind of help us in that space or, um, you know, kind of in, try and make up for lost time again when his dad was home kicking the ball every day before school mm. but um they were mm. you know they were my right issues and problems with regards to dealing with that fragmentation and mm. dealing with you know kind of feeling that um this lifestyle means that we miss out sure the kids miss out on some developmental opportunities or mm-hmm. you know kind of consistent sure sure yep hear what you're saying i mean and are those you don't have to answer this question of course but are those conversations you had with your your partner about kind of your distress at seeing your you know your your boys kind of grow up missing some things but you know still having some things and just like oh that's really difficult <laughs> yeah we we um we have these hard confronting conversations all the time Um, but the rule is is to not have them when we're Mm -hmm. when somebody's away right because yeah that's great um that's really hard it's 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 really hard for that's quite a confronting conversation yep I think it's quite a confronting conversation when um we agreed to this situation Mm -hmm. you know it's 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 it was something that we agreed to, I guess. That's yeah. something that we always come back to. But um, particularly my partner, mm-hmm. maybe he's very good at seeing the positive and the optimistic. And so he he's very good at reminding us that when he is home, he's present and he's engaged. Right, yeah. So I can I, I compare it to, um, you know, and this is a conversation that he's reflected back to me that mm-hmm. um, his friends over, friends over East um, had said, oh, don't understand how you can work away from your children. Like how can you mm. leave your family? That's terrible. How can you do that? Gosh. And, and yeah, no, absolutely it was, it was someone's opinion mm. and he was able to come back and say, well, you leave for work at six, seven in the morning and you can be home at five, six. So you've missed, you know, you get four weeks of leave a year. Mm. You, you're missing a lot of time with your kids. I walk them to school when I'm home. I can mm. cook dinner with them when I'm home. Um, so it may not be every day or every week, but when I'm home, I really make a point of being present in 
their life. Um, So, you know, there's only so many diamonds within the rough. So we try and focus on those diamonds that and not take that for granted. It's like, look, I'm here and I'm making a sandwich for you today. So, yeah, it, it kind of reminds me of, you know, it sounds a bit trite, but the quality over quantity because somebody could be, you know, you could have both parents home all the time, assuming there's, I'm just going to use that example of a two-parent family, um, yeah. and neither might be that engaged or present for many different reasons, you know, yeah. work, mental health, uh, yeah. other commitments, you know, there's so many, but we have this assumption, I think that still exists, oh, that's the best way to do it, you know, and that means that someone's around, and not necessarily so at all kind of thing and it, it's it's really heartening I think to hear that your partner is very conscious of that you know and is very present like you said and offers a really yeah different experience that otherwise could be had or yeah it it requires mm. work and planning yes and and it requires that negotiation and that agreement mm. um and yeah I think we're I think it's just it's in, it's important to not have that illusion that FIFO oh, is yeah. easy life. Yeah, you know yeah. it's it, it's it, there are other factors at play that kind of um, that that are a payoff. On it, um, I can't think of the word right now. Um, mm, mm. That, that you miss out on. So it's really yes. important to keep filling up that cup and yes. um, focusing on the on the positive and what you get out of it and yep. reinforcing that to your family. Yeah. Yeah. You, you know, and I think that that's just a, a generally great tips for parenting and being in a family kind of thing because it's so easy, I think, to get bogged down by the negative and the day-to-day grind and what's not working, you know, rather than thinking, well, all this other stuff is working and we're, we're still talking and we're making choices every day, you know, kind of thing, rather than, I don't know, feeling like you're a victim to your circumstance or whatever, you know, that's never yeah. helpful and not helpful for children. <laughs> And or to look over the fence and compare oh, your situation no. to someone else's yeah. because we never really know what's going on never. on that. So on the other side of the fence, we've got to come back to our own and say, you know what, I feel like I feel like we need to do more things together. Mm. What would you like to do? Or you know, I'm I'm I've decided Sunday night, regardless of if Dad's home or not, oh. no TV, yeah. no technology. We're all going to sit outside and hang out yeah. yeah play board games or something. yeah yeah and connect you know at the end of the day oh no i've got oh. teenagers now so oh, yeah. we may all just be in the same <laughs> in the same room <laughs> i hear you i have one too yeah. it's like well they're actually in the house it's good and then we're sort of in the same space you know and that's as yeah. good as it's going to get for maybe a while um i was thinking earlier when you were talking it is you sort of in between this sort of single parent status but being partnered as well, you know, and not quite fitting anywhere. That's right. And how challenging that must be unless you can find, l- like, the other little tribe of people, you know, kind of, or women, you know. Um, where are they? You know, how do you how do you find them? And I guess if your boys are teenagers, this would have been 10, 15 years ago, you know, kind of a different space, different, I'm thinking, like, online kind of stuff would have been harder back then yeah yeah that when when my children were born we didn't even have home delivery of groceries <laughs> in western australia so 
just that wow. and my boys are 15 months apart they're, oh, wow. they're pretty close so mm. just that ability to get to the store and mm. pick up nappies or <laughs> personal yeah. women's items things that you know when you run out you need you yeah. need to get you can't wait to get there and to yeah to to juggle kids and crams um and you know, trying to turn up and look your best. Yeah, it's pretty. <laughs> oh God, all these expectations. Perhaps. <laughs> pretty tricky, but I think um, I think times have changed. Mm-hmm. Um, our community has changed. There's there's a lot more things available to us, and I think people are more open to that type of work. Um, mm arrangement so I, I think that um, it's that there's more and more people mm-hmm. um, doing it or even doing it for a space of time and understanding uh, what's involved so we're, we're a little bit more empathetic to mm-hmm. how it works I guess mm. yeah why um, you know I think it, I was just thinking it's sort of easy to focus on or talk about what what is difficult about it and problematic and that's I think very important to talk about but I wondered on the flip side like what's good about it or have yeah. you, how have you guys made it kind of good or fit your yeah family yeah um it's like I said earlier it's about um we're very good at being present so when you're home when yep. your family's together you know really embracing that time mm-hmm. is really important and um think it's certainly um yeah I think I think that's what what it we've learned from it that we don't we don't get stuck in a rut Um, we kind of we're always changing to suit you know um like I said the work arrangement hasn't always been consistent so there's often changes okay you're not going to be home for Christmas what's that going to mean for us how are we going to do it do we have a a celebration on another day that type of thing so I think we've we've learned to be flexible and adaptable and we're also very good at being more present um as a mum, mm. I've had to be super organized so um yeah. even when my children were 12 months 18 months old and just starting to eat solids they've always had a lunchbox packed for the day right. always yeah um Dinner to this day is always made mm-hmm. um, at before breakfast or the day before. I've I've always yeah. got a planner going. Yeah. Um, it's really important to, I'm um, you know I'm I'm a I'm a, I'm alone. I'm it. So I've got to make sure that things are organised all the time so that now we can keep up with um, after school activities and if someone wants to catch up, then I can I can be ready yeah. to go. Yeah. Um, so that I can be present to help with homework, mm, mm. Um, work, all, all of those things. So I, I think, you know, it, it, and like, you know, for, for the person working away, mm-hmm. that rotation of four weeks on, one week off, or mm. four weeks on, four weeks off, that's a lot more annual leave than, than mm. what other people may Ah, get yes. so it's a good advantage <laughs> yeah enjoying that time at yeah. home enjoying that time um 
surfing or whatever mm-hmm. it is that you know you can do to fill your cup as well and that's and uh, as suppose too you know that's that's really off time you're physically not at work and you can't get to work unless you get on a plane or if yeah. you're driving drive out or whatever um yeah. versus you know, I think if people even aren't working at home, you know, a lot of people still, the blurred boundaries, you know, we were talking about that in an email, about boundaries, yeah. um, and you're still thinking about work or checking emails or doing something, but if you're FIFO and you're home, you are home. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And it's that um, emotional load of yes. family or parenting, um, we yeah that's that's again that for the for the person who's stuck at home with with the family mm. with with the kids with the responsibility mm, um, mm, mm. that feeling when someone else is going to be there oh. is just so amazing you, yeah. you really do um, a, appreciate that and you do miss it though when it's, it's yeah, not there of course yeah. it's I was curious is there um, you know, when, when, when he comes home and when he goes, these kind of transition times or um, spaces, how are, that, how are they managed or is it not even a thing to manage, you know, or was it different when the, the, the boys were little in terms of, you know, a bit of a shake-up, dad's back now or, okay, he's gone now and having to, like, I wonder what that was, was like and is still like. This transition. Yeah, yeah, okay. So um, the transition time will depend on how much travel there's been uh, okay. for him. Yes, yes. So, um, yeah, it, it will it will really, and it will depend on if he's been on night shift or if he's been on day shift. Uh, so night shift might mean a little bit of extra time to reset the body clock. Okay. Um, given that I am a naturopath, mm-hmm. I've got, we do supplementation to support that, to make that happen a little quicker for him. But mm-hmm. often you need to allow, you know, 24, 48 hours for the yep. body to reset. Um, mm-hmm. And sometimes, usually because of the, the long commute from wherever work is, mm-hmm. I'm kind of of the belief that if you've had some form of work issue, mm-hmm. you've been able to pack it up before you get back here. So, sure, we might have a conversation after dinner about what's happening, but you don't walk in the door stewing or fuming about mm-hmm. what's happened. You've had yeah. time in the airport to yep. compartmentalise um, that. So when you come home, let's have a chat as a family. Let's reconnect. Let's talk about what's been important to us or, yeah. you know, what's new for you. Um, my, I know, I know, um, it was when, when my kids were little, mm-hmm. um, I would say to him, please make sure you have a shave and you look exactly like you did when you left oh. so that you don't scare the kids when oh, wow. you get home and confuse them. Mm-hmm. Um, but then as they got older, he would play with that and try to come home with funny <laughs> facial hair oh, and, and they really cool. thought that was hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, ne- I never would have thought of that though. That makes sense, especially for men. They can kind of grow things and yeah, things. yeah, yeah. Well, it it was about making mm-hmm. taking the fear or the anxiety out of that transition. Right. So sometimes mm-hmm. it could be, oh no, dad's coming home. I haven't done this, or oh, you know. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's, yay, dad's coming home. Um, forget about mum. <laughs> you know, I just want to yeah run off and and play. So I think. We try to, I, I try and th- there is definitely a transition period. Um, mm. 
and you have I think I try very hard to respect that but at the same time mm. um make it fun make it light and um make sure that every every individual kind of gets mm. um a little bit of space but I would yeah I, I think yeah I think mm. that's um mm. We often have a conversation before he would come home about what I need from him this time oh. so that he doesn't walk in um, like a bull in a china house, yes. kind of taken over and showing us how it can be done better. Ooh, um, ooh, yeah. It's really – so, you know, the converse, the language would be something around I'm really feeling tired, mm. you know, and when you come home I, I'm going to ask you to kind of take over or mm. – um, I feel like I've got a re- good routine or going mm. with the kids at homework right now. Mm. I just want you to observe for a little bit and and then yep. slot your way in. Or, um, nice. you know, mm. Mr. Eldest is really being difficult at the moment mm. or he's really sensitive and we're having lots of confrontation. Um, I would love for you to come in and be the good cop, but just be mindful that, mm. you know, um, he might be, a yeah. bit reactive to yeah. start with. So I think uh, preparing the yeah. person who's coming back in for re-entry mm-hmm. on what what the captain would like them to, <laughs> yes. um, oh, you know, to, to yeah. do, I think, is, is going to minimise confrontation or miscommunication when they are home. And so they feel also a little bit more empowered about yeah. what they can do to help out. Yeah. yeah, I think that can be um, helpful for everybody. Mm. Yes, I was wondering routines, you know, and I have certainly heard over the years, I think actually from clients, that they have a routine and then their partner comes home and it all goes out the window and how frustrating that is. I mean, Absolutely. You know, Absolutely. Obviously there need to be some conversations yeah. happening there, like you said, you know, we have a chat before he comes home and this is how it's going like that. I mean, it. It sounds kind of obvious, but I think on sometimes it's not, you know, or there's other, yeah, exactly. It's because we don't we don't sit down and evaluate yeah. the way we live our lives, yeah. right? So yeah. you go and you get your car serviced mm. every year or so, and you just check on its normal operating yep. process. Yeah. And we go to the doctor. Well, we should yeah. every twelve just, months or so, yeah. and get a get a checkup just to check that everything's okay. But we don't do that for our home, and we don't do that for our hearts. Yeah, it's really scary, Mel. Yeah. We don't sit there and say, "This is like I said earlier. This is working for me. This isn't working for me." Or mm. how can I be? I want more. I want more. How can I get more and still be the good mom and be the partner and mm. be the professional? Mm-hmm. Um, so I think. Doing that as individuals is really important for women, but doing that for our families and and collaboratively yes. with our families is powerful, yep. really powerful stuff. Absolutely. You know, and I think that just raises things to a point, uh, a sort of awareness, but of being conscious, you know, and I think it's so easy for, I do this too, you know, so I'm not saying I don't, you know, but to be a bit unconscious in one's life and just kind of blindly going along and not having conversations or not dealing with things because it is difficult. It's it's painful at times. It's confronting, you know, taking responsibility for yourself or as a family, you know, yeah. that shit's never nice, you know, kind of thing. But the cost of not doing that 
you know, would lead you to pretty horrible places where it can be prevented, you know, and that's yeah. a shame, a shame. Mm. Often we don't start re we don't start evaluating ourselves until there's been a crisis. Yes, hundred you know, percent. Until you, the partner's already left, yep. or yep. Um, something's happened, and we we need to review it. Yep. So I think um, to get in when things are good mm. can mean you can only get better, as opposed to having yeah. to hit rock bottom or having to be completely broken yeah. and then have to rebuild from there. Um, mm. sometimes it's inevitable in relationships and families and that's sure. what needs to happen for yeah. people to heal and grow. I'm, I'm tr- I try and work hard to, mm. to, to grow above um, and from a, a different place from that. Yeah, yeah sure, because it is a lot harder and sometimes there's too much, what do they say, water under the bridge. You know, Absolutely. I, with couples coming, I haven't seen many couples in, in counselling. It's kind of not my specialty. But typically, you know, typically couples come in for counselling when things are very bad. Yep. You know, and that's – and there's, there's this kind of um, assumption or fear or misconception, I would say, that of going to counselling as a couple or talking about tough stuff when things are good. Why would you want to do that? Like, what? You know, but it's like that's the – best time to be doing that because you're in a good place and you can take That's things right. in and you can be reflective without being defensive and you haven't got all this built up crap that you're lugging around you know it's a sh- it's, it's just I don't know I don't know if it's human nature or fear you know there's a lot of stuff underneath all that you know to pick that apart but yeah I think mm. we're starting to mm. change and I think I would like to think that culturally we used to it used to be acceptable mm. to blow off steam, get really drunk on mm. a weekend and go, mm. Yeah, I'm exhausted from that and now I'm okay moving forward. Without having adjusted any behaviour, yeah. or without having done any real work to understand how did I get to that mm. heavy emotional mm. space. Mm-hmm. So um, and I guess the FIFO lifestyle mm. and I've talked about this with other people. It, it means that things never really come to a head because one partner is always coming and going, mm. right? So mm. things can simmer off for a while and then they can you can come back together and then you're, oh, okay, this wasn't working, this was working, mm. and then the partner goes away again and so it simmers down. Mm. So it's great. So often most people will use that time to just kind of get their heads together and then mm. you kind of realise the contrast in mm. when you're together and when you're not together and, and mm. you might choose to separate, yep. you know, because it's not working. When you're home, I don't, I don't like it. I feel mm. heavy or mm. at me something. I don't for know. Sure. Um, but for other people, my experience is you have that time apart and you, can, and you can say, okay, well, I've got my head back together now. I feel a bit clearer and this was not something that I was happy with. Mm. So mm. go back to we need to have that conversation we need to have that meeting um and I'm going to tell you what I'm feeling and how it makes me feel and you you can choose if you want to do something about it Mm. um and Mm. and vice versa so I think uh, again because we're FIFO we have a lot of um communication from a distance Mm. yes I'm curious about that Skype or um, whatnot yeah so that means um 
there's an expectation that you're always talking through stuff Mm -hmm. um and so even though like i said earlier we're not going to i'm not going to talk about the heavy things when my partner's at work um i can still flag and say when you get home i really want to revisit this situation and and you know i want to hear what you've got to say so it's it potentially Mm -hmm. doesn't always but potentially things can get worked out you know and you come back refreshed and you come back with a bit of space and time and hopefully that brings some clarity Mm. or that might bring some compassion Mm. whereas sometimes when you're together all the time and you kind of things are festering and they start to um the pressure builds up it it can explode it whereas yeah uh, bifo can kind of give us that opportunity to wow take space and reflect yeah i hadn't thought of thought of it that way that makes a lot of sense always looking for the positive yeah (laughs) absolutely (laughs) it's always there yeah um that that was interesting though what you were saying when things simmer down and I thought you can see how I can you know I'm just wondering like with couples who don't fully ever resolve things you know you need to have um you know there's rupture and repair so things do some things really do need to be repaired and if no one's ever doing that and then kind of using that space and distance and I'm not saying everyone does this by any means but I can see the potential for that to go hey we just don't ever have to go there again but then how much stuff is building under all of that that's never talked about you know until the shit really hits the fan and then it's too late or something catastrophic happens you know there's absolutely absolutely Mm. um and as you know, we're kind of, as as adults, we mm. yeah, we're like well, you never know what's happening on the other side of the fence, never. and you just don't know if someone's willing to unpack this stuff with yeah. their partner. Actually, and um, actually, as I said that, then I thought, you know what, that happens in couples who aren't FIFO. So absolutely, <laughs> you know, we always find a way to avoid things and deny things, but there's always a way to not do that as well, and that comes down to I suppose those individuals in that yeah. relationship. Yeah. I'm really passionate about being authentic. Mm. I want to be authentic to myself, mm. right? And so um, that means I've got to be authentic to the people around me. Mm. So that's where I'm at in my world. Yeah. Um, and that's the type of parent I am to my children. I don't sugarcoat things. They see me upset. They understand I get frustrated. They hear about some of the the good things and the bad things that are happening in my world. Mm. Um it's important for me to be authentic so that I feel I've got mental stability. Yeah. I can't keep a facade. I can't pretend that everything's okay yeah. on the outside. Mm. I am positive and optimistic sometimes, <laughs> not as much as my partner. Um, <laughs> and, and you know, I'll, I'll problem solve and I'll make things work. Um, I feel that with the pressure of being a solo parent yeah. uh, or FIFO parent and of having complicated kids with mm. special needs and being alone and mm. running a business yeah it's it's a lot so I've got to be true to myself yes. yeah so that when the crises happen mm-hmm. when the stuff goes wrong which it does mm. right mm. like of course I'm I'm gonna I'm the people the few people around me are going to be able to deal with me mm-hmm. and what's happening and that's my kids so I feel that my kids have seen me as a mother and as a woman 
sometimes be really, really strong and have to take on dad role and be in business and, and so on, mm-hmm. and sometimes seem really exhausted and fragile and, mm-hmm. and broken. And I really um, love that my boys know how to mm-hmm. be understanding sympathy not sympathetic but understanding and caring young men Mm. in that space and make me a cold milky tea (laughs) that tastes terrible but I love that they've done it you know like I just love that that's yeah they've tried to comfort me with something so oh that sounded really unappreciative but I I, I (laughs) know I get what you mean love it so I think um yeah some people just are okay with keeping a facade um, because they can't deal with stuff themselves. That's why counselling is so important, you yeah. know, that kind of yeah. Yeah. checking in. Um, mm-hmm. And I think it's important that we, I, I prefer to be opposite than that, be authentic, mm-hmm. be honest, be true. And I think it's really healthy for our children to see mm-hmm. us as men and women go through all facets of emotions and to deal with them mm-hmm. constructively. Yeah, yeah I, I agree because... The, I think the cost, uh, you know, you know, I guess in the olden days or, or historically that wasn't encouraged. Yeah. And we didn't show our emotions to children, et cetera, et cetera. We didn't even talk about what emotion feelings were and stuff like that. And there's that's, you know, woven into school curriculums now and all these kinds of stuff. Because if you if you don't have that language or you don't see that or you don't see things resolved, et cetera, et cetera, we're teaching our children every day. Whether we like it or not, <laughs> we are role models, and uh, to be authentic, especially boys, you know, well, I agree. You know, they're gonna if they're assuming they're heterosexual, or if they're not, you know, they're gonna get into relationships. Hopefully, that's what we want, you know, and to not go in with this false, I don't know, you know, perception of how women are or how life is or how relationships are. They're not all always happy and perky, and there's problems and there's downtimes and da 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 da. You know, isn't isn't that what we want to be teaching our children? And then how you deal with this. This is what it looks exactly. like, but it's not always going to be this way. And gosh, that's what, certainly what I would want for, for my son as 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 well. You know, because he's we're growing adults at the end of the day, and they're going to be members of society, and we want them to be functioning. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we we know that women have been disadvantaged. We we yeah. you know we're admitting that now mm-hmm. as a culture and as a society. Yeah. So let's teach our young men yes. how to not accept and carry that, and to treat all people, yeah. whoever, as equal and and compassion and with compassion mm-hmm. and with interest and care and. Um, this and and uh, and yeah, it's great that we're putting it into school curriculum, mm. but you, yeah. um, a lot could be said about that dynamic at home oh, I, and, and what they learn yeah. from home. It's where it starts. It's where it starts yeah. and ends. Really, I, I have a very firm belief that society is built on parents and parenting. We are Agreed. growing society, so we have to have to have to support parents and parents who are struggling. Well, we need to get in there and support them because this is the future that we are you know it sounds so cliche but it's so true you know (laughs) yeah yeah I think we and you know I guess that brings me back to that FIFO family Mm -hmm. where the primary carer at home Mm -hmm. can feel quite isolated and I guess what does help 
mean for different people. Sure. Um, sometimes it's great to have the tribe or the people that support you. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, that that's that can be really reassuring. That, that's really hard to get on different rosters and, mm. you know, different dynamics and, and so on. So I think um, it's about a quiet respect that Mm. people are doing the best that they can Mm. and that the kids um you know to support each other's kids have opportunities so if Mm. you can Mm. um correct you know another kid's kick while you're there watching at footy or if you can um you know help out by dropping off the kid home you know that is gold for some people that is just so um yeah, so special, mm, I think. Mm. So it's about kind of knowing what what is useful for you, not necessarily what we would assume someone else might find. Um, I think it's just about being mm. supporting your community. Sure. You know? yep. It's it's about if if you're there watching mm. um, your own kid play mm. a team sport, be there to support the team. Yeah. Not yeah, just yeah, your yeah, sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. About um. Um, you know, I, you know, you can sometimes, like, I as a FIFO mom, or maybe as a overachiever workaholic, um, some people would often offer me help, and I wouldn't know how to right. say yes or what to ask or what to hand over. Mm-hmm. I, 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 there were many, many times where, um, you know, I, I caused myself grief and mm-hmm. I upset other people because I, I didn't know how to ask for help because I was just so used to carrying yeah. myself yeah. where I was like, no, I'm fine. I've got yep. this, got this, got yep. this. Yep. It was really hard to know how to mm. hand over or um, uh, what what to ask for help for. Um, it's mm. it, can, it can be tricky and you don't realise until you take that step back again and you go yeah. or, or you've um, had to accept help because, you know, you've fallen over yeah. in some way. Yep, yep. How, um, I guess on that note, I was curious how you took care of yourself over the years when you were, when he, your partner was away um, and you had the boys 24-7, so to speak, you know, like what strategies or what other things apart from what kind of you mentioned helped you to get some time or space or anything, you know, for yourself yeah. to, to yeah. fill your cup a okay. little bit? Um. So I, it is very important for me mm-hmm. to um, go to work. Mm-hmm. It is very important for me to have an identity right. away from being someone's mum or someone's partner. That yeah. um, is my own baggage mm-hmm. that I am working through every day. So mm-hmm. um, I had to come to terms with, putting my children into care early because I needed mm. to go off and have have this this other world. Yes. So um, that was a hard decision for me to make, but I, I do mm. – um, it, it was important for my family yes. and I can see how it's been better for my children, that whole um, – yeah. yeah. anyway, um, so that, that was important. Mm-hmm. Those strategies, like I mentioned earlier, around um, – because I'm a nutritionist as well and food's very important to us, I, I 
I felt really uncomfortable if I didn't feed my family and myself well. Mm -hmm. So always having um, food planned in advance Mm -hmm. and meal prepping um, lunchbox type things for Mm -hmm. the day. Mm -hmm. It meant if help was offered to me, Mm -hmm. I could send my child and their food bag and I can accept that help. Yeah, right. Whereas yeah. if, if I'm not organized or I don't, I'm like, oh, no, it's all too hard yeah. and I wouldn't do it. Um, so doing that for myself as well was really important. Having my smoothie mm. protein shake ready, yep. having um, my meals planned out meant that I ate when my kids were eating it rather than just mm. having coffee and, yes. you know, spoon feeding them. Mm. Um, so... Food, the food option was really important. Um, certainly now in, in, in our world now, mm-hmm. having our, my, my food for the day ready in advance and um, using delivery services mm-hmm. as much as possible is, yeah. is important. Yeah. Um, my children have always been involved in the house mm-hmm. duties or work. Mm-hmm. I think it's just, again, important for boys to know yeah. it's not always needs to be a woman's work regardless of if it's a mum or a cleaner or anybody um so that's also a self-care thing where I feel like my kids and my partner are all Mm. cooking meals and Mm. you know cleaning floors and stuff like that where where they can and then of course I guess I, I do the um you know, meditation and yoga and yeah. and exercise, but um, yeah. commiserating with a good friend is oh. is awesome. <laughs> it's very invaluable, really, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So that's that's really really special for me. Feeling connected, feeling heard, yeah. understood. Um, yeah. yeah. Mm, awesome, Robin. We have been talking for an hour. Can you believe it? Oh my God. Yes. <laughs> Thank you so much. I'm going. I think we're gonna. I'm gonna wrap it up uh, now. So, yeah. um, thank you for coming on and sharing Thanks. your experiences. It's been really insightful. I've learned some stuff. Like I said, I perhaps had some assumptions, kind of things. It's really good to see how it can work really well. You know? I hope it's helpful, Mel. Yeah. I I I hope that um, that someone under you know that that I'm kind of talking to someone who's. Yeah doing it as well and and they I hope they feel that they've got some tips out of it or that it's going to get better or um if I can help a family you know kind of work through and and Mm. you know stuff I love it I think it's I just I would love for everyone to just love who they are where they're at yes yeah keep building on that absolutely thank you thank you of women the podcast brought to you by women's health and well-being services you can find us on facebook instagram and youtube by looking up women's health and well-being services you can also find us at our website www.whws.org.au bye